the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today's hot topic is on Table Talk. We take questions that you've asked and we weigh those questions against the Word of God because God does have a view. Today's discussion will be lively, challenging, and insightful, so you don't want to miss it. We'll be right back here on The Christian View. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? That's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. Because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. Welcome to The Christian View. What a great audience we have today. Thank you all for being here. And for those watching at home or listening by radio or podcast, this is The Christian View. We take today's hot topics and wait against God's Word because God does have a view. Before we get into our topic today, I want to introduce my team. I have Trudy Davis with me today. Thank you for being here. Pastor Lee Adams, Sherry Rigby, and Amy Sutherland. Check out their websites. They're doing amazing things for the kingdom of God. Um, I do want to thank you also, those watching and listening, for sending in your prayer requests and your questions. We got an amazing answer to prayer just this morning of someone we've been praying for who is battling cancer and she got a clean bill of health today. So just want to thank you for sharing your prayer concerns with us so that we can pray for you. And those questions, keep sending them in because we want to answer them. And we're going to go into some questions today. But before we do, get out your Bible at home, your pen and paper, and don't just take what we say to heart, but really study the scriptures for yourself because God wants that personal relationship with you. Um, But Trudy, let's just get into the first question. This came from a lady named Kim, and she said, do you think that your destiny can be sabotaged by another person? So my answer is no, I don't believe so. And the scripture that I base that on is Isaiah 4611, where the Bible says, I make known the end from the beginning, what I have said, that I will bring about what I have planned, that I will do. Mm -hmm. So to answer the question, the only person that I believe can sabotage your destiny is yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think that a lot of times, you know, when people talk about, you know, being sabotaged in that moment, really it's their current reality Mm -hmm. that's being distorted. And they have taken that, especially those that are maybe not that as mature. And they think that that is their destiny. But your purpose that God has for you, no one can... um, make that go away other than I believe or change other than yourself. Other than yourself. Yeah. I think that's so true. Absolutely. And you were talking earlier, Trudy, about Queen Esther. Mm-hmm. And she really is the perfect example for us in so many ways. But one thing that I always wrestle with a little bit, but I, I think that uh, it's very specific. Mordecai reminds Queen Esther yes. that if she doesn't follow through, that God will bring someone else. Right. Yes. And so he always has a plan and his plan is his plan, like you stated in the scripture. 
but he will fulfill it. And I think so often, even if we make choices that don't align or that damage or look like they're going to destroy us, also scripture says that he will use all things things. to the glory of the kingdom, glory for the good. So um, that's that's something that should be something very peaceful for all of us and to continue to walk in that. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And I look back at John 10, 10, and it says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Christ has come that we may have life and have it abundantly. And I think, you know, we have an enemy, and he's going to come and try to destroy us. He's going to try to come and trip us up. But if we know who we are in Christ and we know what his promises are, then we can continue to walk, even when life gets hard and even when life gets challenging, we can continue to keep moving forward. And another thing I think about is, when you have people alongside of you, that when you're having those days where yes. you don't feel like you can get out of bed, when you don't feel like you can do it, you have those people come alongside of you and say, okay, wait a minute, this yes. is what you're created for. Yes. This is what God's called you to do. Yes. And it's important to have those type of people in our life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think of Joseph and the coat of many colors. You know, it's it might be on Broadway, but hey, it's in the Old Testament. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, yes. his brothers tried to kill him once yes. he revealed the plan that God had for him. You know, they left him for dead and put him in a pit and you know that's not what we want but he had to go through some really terrible times being sold as a slave you know then being put into a basement and you know in prison and but one degree after another as he was just faithful to do what the Lord put in front of him the Lord redeemed it and he continued to work on his character through it which prepared him for the ultimate destiny so sometimes we can't look and point our finger and say it's the other person or it's the enemy because like we said the Lord will use it to go for it good, good. good you know and also we can't forget that the Lord moves outside of our time right, right. and he redeems mm-hmm. all things and I think that's true because sometimes we can get tripped up okay well God said this and it's mm-hmm. not happening yet right. you know it doesn't happen in our timeline right. it will happen on on his right. timeline and I'm so thankful for that because if I would have you know some of the things the Lord promised me if I would have stepped into them before I was ready yeah. I wouldn't have been able to glorify him at that point in time the way that I wanted to be able to glorify him. And I think if we can realize that too, that God uses those moments that sometimes seem to be going in the opposite of really what you think your purpose is. But like Joseph, he came into realization of that and he said it to his brothers. He said, as for you, you didn't mean it for evil, but as for God, he meant it for my good Mm -hmm. so that he had a greater purpose to save much people alive. So I think that if we embrace those things that sometimes seem to be going contrary to maybe what was spoken over our life or what we believe God is going to do, we have to still realize that this thing is still working right. just to get right. us to where God wants us to be. That we're walking out our destiny every day, right. whether it looks like it or not, mm-hmm. and yeah. keep that right. in focus. Because some days we're just, we're not going to have always mountaintop days. Right. We're going to have days in the valley. And so right. we've got to make sure that we continually feed ourselves on God's word, right. continually worship. Absolutely. And I think one way that we can do that to come into agreement with God's plans is put our mouth in agreement yes. with what he's right. saying. Mm-hmm. Because the word says that that life and death is in the right. power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. So more than anyone else, what they can do to you being focused on the other person, if we're staying in our lane and focus on our relationship with the Lord and our connectivity to him, mm-hmm. and then out of our heart, what we know in our relationship, we speak and we declare, he says, you shall decree a thing and it will right. be established. Then we will see those promises fulfilled. Again, maybe not in our time, right. but we need to be in alignment with it as well. Right. I yeah. think it is so important. I mean, life and death is in the power of the tongue, and we need 
need to speak it every day. We need to be able to line up with what God's word says, even if we don't feel like it some days. Yeah. We don't go, we aren't led by emotions, mm. but we're led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more questions from you here at The Christian View. We've been having a great discussion on questions that you have sent in to us. Our last segment, we talked about, can your destiny be sabotaged by another? And I think we all agreed that the answer is no. And so, Amy, we have another question by a lady named Sharon. And she said, are we truly called to love those who hurt us? You know, whether we've been raped or a family murdered or abused. And how do we do that? Mm, That's so good. You know, um, I'm taken back to remembrance of Jesus's most famous sermon, which is the Beatitudes, which really means eight blessings. The Beatitudes means to be blessed and to be happy. Now, eight is the number of new beginnings. So Jesus came to give us a new beginning. And what he says right after that is in Matthew 5. He says, you have heard that it is said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love, seek the best and hire good for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may show yourselves to be the children of your father. And, you know, his last words on the cross. There is his first most famous servant um, sermon and his last words on the cross. Forgive them, father, for they know not what they do. I really think it's connected back to the Lord coming to give us a new beginning, but it's finished. The finished work of the cross is through the act of forgiveness. I think you're right. And I remember, um, we all know Corrie ten Boom and her life story. And she was telling a story about how she forgave Mm -hmm. and about how she forgave the ones who killed her sister and her brother. And she was giving a sermon, a speech one day, and the the, um, officer who killed them walked up and she was Mm -hmm. praying. She's like, Lord, give me your strength to love. Give me your strength to love. And as he walks up, she just felt an overwhelming sense of love. She reached out her hand. He reached out her hand. And she just felt the power of the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. And so... It's not us. Yes. It's, it's having the Holy Spirit love through us. That's the only way we can truly forgive those who have wronged us, raped us, abused us, murdered someone we love. It's by the supernatural power yeah, it's of supernatural. the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And you know what I think, Trudy, too, that there, God wants us to forgive for us. Yes. Because yes. when That's when good. we hold on to bitterness and we want revenge, we are, the, the person that hurt us is winning twice. Exactly. They're off living their life and you're still held mm-hmm. in bondage by what they did to you. Right. So that's another reason God tells us to forgive. It's because he loves us that much right. that he knows it's for our right. for us to flourish and go past the, the offense. Right. Moving past the offense. Because yeah. the enemy would love nothing else but to us to stay riddled with offense yeah. and bitterness and unforgiveness. And all that is a foreign object in our body which wrecks havoc from the inside out. Right. Yeah. And overall, it is it's hard and to love someone who's hurt you. It is. Because, it, you know, when people hurt us, it's an injury. And a lot of times, sometimes, you know, it's our, it hurts our pride and our self-esteem, depending on what they did. If they raped or molested you, your self-esteem can be crushed. So trying to bring forth the love in the natural mm-hmm. to give to that person who has injured you is very hard. But with the help of Christ, you right. know, once we come into the love of God and realizing how he loved us, he forgave us even when we did, I mean, some 
very immense, mm-hmm, right. you know, um, mm-hmm. offenses, but still he loved us. And when you can transfer that to yourself and say, well, if he can forgive and love me, mm-hmm. then therefore I'm supposed to, you know, play it forward. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to forgive and love others right. as well. So he does call us to love, but it does take the empowering of the Holy Spirit yes. to love someone who's brought those egregious offenses against you like that, like rape, murder. We know when you see those kind of displays of the woman reach out, that is the power of right. the Holy Spirit because in the flesh, you would want to hurt them. Exactly. You know? Right. Yes. Exactly. And I think, you know, one thing to do is love, forgive, but set boundaries. Absolutely. Right? Yes. For those things. So for true. people that might, you know, if someone's hurt us, but they're still in our yes. in our surroundings or our circumstances, that's when we set those yes. boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, and talking about scripture and what you brought up about Jesus, I think one of one of the, the greatest things in reading scripture and watching what Jesus does is, first of all, one of his disciples is Judas, mm-hmm. right? And he has him sitting at the table. And he knows right from the beginning. And, you know, the example that Jesus gave to all of us through scripture is, you know, your enemies are going to sit at your table. Right. And they are going to offend you. They're going right. to hurt you. And there is darkness that, you know, the evil one is trying to trip people up. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus gives us this incredible insight as to what's happening. And then when everything starts to unfold, you know, he even says the darkness, you know, comes. And and I really believe at that point when he's being crucified and when he says that at the end where he says, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do, is the darkness had overtaken and they really didn't. And I think there's so often we forget that there is an enemy um, of this world and he is really wanting to influence and strike out. And so we have to be reminded constantly that in those moments, really, the only thing that we can do is press into the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and be reminded that Jesus encountered so many of these same situations. And all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, and in scripture also says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But the enemy wants us to think that we're wrestling and fighting against each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And Christ Mm -hmm. is saying, wait a minute, no, that's not it. That's not it. If we could look at it that way. Because Mm -hmm. Trudy, you have a a beautiful story on forgiveness on someone who hurt you that you've shared before where you've actually gone and given. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that yes. story? Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was thinking as you, as you were talking that when we forgive, you know, we've already said this, we're released, but we also are releasing that person yes. to, yes. to mm-hmm. possibly become closer to God mm-hmm. or possibly see that we love, we can love enough that we will not try to pull them into the same right. mud that they tried to pull us mm-hmm. into. So, yeah, I feel personally I've had a lot of experience with ha- with having to forgive, but it's only made me a better person. Right. Yeah. It's made me, and then to Lee's point, mm-hmm. praying for someone that you know would hurt you if given the chance, yeah. is there's something very powerful about that. Yes. And we have to remember God says our prayers aren't answered mm-hmm. if we're holding a right. grudge. Right. And yes. so just to keep that clean relationship between myself and God is so much more important yes. than me to me than trying to revenge or get vengeance. Right. Because God says vengeance is mine. Yes. And so we yes. can rest in that. Like yes. God's going to take care of everything. Every idle word spoken, every hurt spoken, God in the end is going to take care of it all. And so I think we go back to we love, we forgive through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then we continue moving on. We'll be right back more with some of your questions here at The Christian View. Welcome back 
to the Christian View. We're having a great discussion on questions that you have sent in. And this next question um, comes from a younger person in, the gen- in our generation. And they, um, they said, you know, the Bible is over 2,000 years old. We're living in the 21st century. Is sex before marriage or outside of marriage really wrong? Lee, I'm going to give that question to you. Well, I think, you know, the quick answer is yes, because the Bible teaches us that, you know, that we're supposed to wait until we marry. But I think what people don't understand about the wrongness of it is that the covenant Mm -hmm. that a marriage brings forth and that what the marriage, the initial inception Mm -hmm. when the man and the woman come together to consummate the marriage, the hymen is broken, the blood is shed. It takes us back to the reference of the whole act of what Christ did for us. And um, I don't think that when young people and myself, you know, um, being a partaker because I'm, I was a teenage parent. Um, so yes, I had sex before I got married, but now I understand fully well. It's not enough time here to tell about all the implications that come along from those acts and all those people you connect with and the differences. But I watch it in being a pastor and counseling people. Mm -hmm. And and I know the beauty of what can be if you wait, but I oftentimes can tell already when I'm counseling, if they've already gone forth. And I always know usually for those that do it, it doesn't end well. There are usually a lot of bumps in the road in the marriage. So there's a lot involved in that. Why God wants us to wait? Right. It's for our. It's for our own good. It's yes. for our own good. And mm-hmm. you know, as being a counselor too, counseling people who just become so broken yes. because they've they've made that choice yes. and they've been either left as a single mom or a single parent, yes. or they've just been left broken. And you know, you have to deal with soul ties and breaking off issues that yes. sex before marriage brings. And I think that's why the father was so yeah. gentle in saying, "Let's." Let's not have sex before we're yes. married. And well, he was gentle, yeah. but he was. Paul was pretty persistent in <laughs> yeah. saying it in the New Testament yes, yes, that right. sexual, immora- sexual immorality, mm-hmm. those people will not enter the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. fornicators. And so it's really, you know, it's pretty straightforward. And he was actually really on fire when he was saying it. And it's not to bring condemnation to anyone mm-hmm. because we can plead the blood of Jesus over our mistakes. That's not it. But to your point, mm-hmm. Pastor Lee, you know, it is a holy holy thing to the Lord. And I think the problem in modern day society is that people are disconnected from the spiritual side. We are three part being. We're body, we're soul, and we're spirit. But it's such a spiritual issue. And it affects our body and our soul. And we talked about it even in the other questions. The enemy comes to wreak havoc on our soul, our emotions, our mind. And having sex before marriage, it connects you spiritually and people don't know how to detach from that. Nor have maybe the resources or counselors or the agility mentally to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Amy, what you said was so powerful because the word teaches us all other sins or wrongs right. are without the body except fornication. Because yeah. it's, it's because yeah. it's yes. a part, it's, yes. it's the body. It's, yes. it's the temple of the, the Holy temple. Spirit. And yeah. so therefore we need to honor that. Mm-hmm. You know, but okay, so what about this question? Well, if God loves me, we're getting married. So what's the, <laughs> what's the big deal? I mean, I've heard that in counseling. Oh, have you, yes, have you I not? So. Yes, yes. But. So I think that a Christian counselor explained it to me so well, and I hope this helps, is that so when you have the intimacy of sex before you have established the relationship of what that person's character is like, what that person's spiritual depth is, you have gotten, you know, the cart before the horse. But what happens then, if if it's revealed that this is not the person, not a a good soulmate for Mm -hmm. you, now, like Amy was saying, you've had such an intimate experience, it's hard to break off the relationship Mm -hmm. because you've 
already gone through the gate of where the most intimacy right. should occur. Absolutely. So I think that perspective, because a lot of times I know young people, they just they don't understand why should it really matter, right. but realizing that you are not making wise choices right. when you put that first in. I think God loves us enough to set that standard. Exactly. exactly. I, and I think sex, too, is something I was, a, you know, a young teenage mom as well, and, you know, it's not only the sexual sin part of it that's just about me as the person, it's all the other people that are connected to yes. that sin as well, whether it's a child, right. uh, whether it's another person, whether, you know, when you do give your life to Christ or if you're walking a different way, or maybe you're a believer and it's something that's happened. You know, there's lots of circumstances, but then we have to go back, and, and it's really something I think the enemy also wants to use against us, nice. and really wants to hinder us with that shame, and 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 try to play it into our minds that we've done something so wrong. How could we possibly be forgiven by this yes. this God? You're not that, a good Christian, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I think we have to be really careful. Not only are we affecting our body we're affecting others and then also it's what will we endure through our lifetime that that shame will be kind of brought right. back up and yes. what were the generational implications absolutely of yes not waiting until you're right. until you're married and, and there's so much there's yeah. so much we could probably talk about this oh, yeah. long, you know powerful. more shows it's powerful <laughs> yeah. you know in, in, in god's goodness he that's why he gives us mm-hmm. his word yes. to keep us safe i mean his yes. ultimate goal is for absolutely. us to be in a love relationship with him mm-hmm. you know and for those of you who are listening and say oh that doesn't mean anything to me you know it, it's god's love for us and that's mm-hmm. why he is you know he puts boundaries and he gives us yeah. restrictions because of his goodness and his love for me, uh, for us, for yeah. me, for, for all of us. It enslaves us. This is the sin that said enslaves yes. us more than yes. any other. And the word says that we are no longer slaves to sin. Right. You know, we are overcomers. And Jesus died for us to be overcomers. Right. And we really need to look at it like that, you know. And I know we want to be kind and, and gracious. But also we need to understand because we don't want, we don't, for the love of you, God does not want you to be enslaved. He doesn't, right. And that's what I tell my son. I'm like, you know, your friends may be doing X, Y, and Z, but you've got to know that X, Y, and Z is going to lead to you know, death and destruction and a separation from Jesus. And so therefore you've got to stay on the straight and narrow, mm-hmm. no matter what your friends are doing, you know, they, you know, sex is cool. Well, drugs are cool, but, but in reality, they're not, they do, right. they leave you in bondage. They leave you in destruction. Um, and they now pay later. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's why God yeah. put and that gave, in, in the scripture. And he gave the remedy. He said, you know, um, if you're burning to get married, you mm-hmm. know, and basically I think that that's where people really, they want the sex, they want to play, mm-hmm. but they don't want to pay by doing the commitment aspect right. of saying, okay, this is the one person I'm going to be with. Is not We were not designed to just have, you know, multiple partners and be all over that. It's basically defiling the temple. Right. And that's not what God designed. Or they say, well, we'll, get, we'll go ahead and get married. And then and that's why, you know, divorce, divorce yes. happens, you know, and they say statistically, if you get divorced the first time, then you're going to get divorced the second, you know, and because you're thinking, oh, it right. doesn't work out. You know, we'll just I'll just move on. And, you know, we're supposed to sex is for life. Marriage is for life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and the Bible does liken the uh, intimacy of uh, purity of the sexual relationship to our relationship with um, God. And I think that's why Satan attacks. Absolutely. Anything in the world that's more exploited, more everything's yes. just yes. about it right now. Yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. Well, we'll be right back with a little bit more here on The Christian View. Don't go away.
to the Christian View. We've had a great discussion today on topics that you have sent in. Feel free to keep sending those questions in, send those prayer requests in. And I just want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you so much. And so I just pray today, everyone watching and listening, that you have a supernatural love encounter with God that rocks your world and changes your life for Him. We'll see you next time here on the Christian View. Take care. Bye-bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.